It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, we bring you the illustrious Cheddar Talk Cheddar, uh, Aaron Flottam. Hi, flub, 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 flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Oh, that, not a whole lot. Had a, um, yeah, it was a difficult but great weekend, finally um, you know, seeing all my family and having a you know, celebration of life with, with my grandmother and everything from months and months ago but uh it, it was a um it was a good experience at least for all of us and it was it was good to have that and i know she's happy about um having everybody together uh wherever she's watching us now but yeah the other thing i'll say is um the, the city of Boscobel, where we all were has a very cheap movie theater which is just kind of a tradition for us to go because yep. it only plays one movie and it's usually like a very late movie that's been out of mm-hmm. every other theater for months but mm-hmm. uh, at this time, they're showing Space Jam because everybody's already done watching it. Because, by the way, it's just not good. Uh, oh, like the LeBron Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, neither that's Space Jam in, is a good movie. That's already in second-run theaters. Oh. Yeah, it's it's not a good movie. Neither Space Jam is a good movie, to be clear. Yes. They understand story, right? They understand <laughs> what they're doing. They, they're like, hey, right. man, cartoons and Michael Jordan or like cartoons right. and LeBron James and his kids. And you're like, okay. Right. Get that? I get that. They know what they're selling, and my kids are like, "Ah, oh, it was so funny, this and that." And I was like, "This movie is garbage. It's a garbage movie." But your yeah. kids will be like, "They don't really care." You know, my five year old's well, like <laughs> things and stuff. Got to remember, got to remember, for every Teen Titans and every Gumball, <sighs> there's yes. a way more just garbage stuff that kids like. And you know what it did? It got me to bite fruit ro- fruit roll ups for Ruby that were Space Jam related, <laughs> and she doesn't even like. She doesn't even like fruit roll-ups, I don't think. Huh. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that uh, bridge when we get there. So Good, good, good. Uh, I will say that, of course, you can follow this show on Twitter, on on the Twitter and the Twitterverse out there where Twitter is uh, mm-hmm. at the twitter.com, as somebody was trying to say. I was like, I was like we all understand it's .com. Come on. Um, but, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Pod. You can follow me personally at Not So Humble Host, where one of the things you'll see is that I have a virtual book tour coming up for the uh, the book I had self published back wow. in March. So we've got a virtual Look book you, tour, man. and uh, also you'll see that I'm going to be at the Central Wisconsin Book Festival in September. So that'll be fun. It'll be interesting times for all of that. But oh my lord! Book is available. It's called Shadow Tracker. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Check it out if you like uh, fantasy genre. But and anyhow. if you buy enough of them, it'll be Barnett and Noble. Yes. No, yeah. no. There's no yeah. chance it makes that much. No, no. Woo. Anyways. Yikes. Good to see you, John. That's awesome. I got nothing. I got nothing going on. I ain't got nothing <laughs> like that. I, I'm just riding your coattails. But uh, I, I would like to bring up in the beginning, I know we're going to move on past it real quick. Uh, hey, how about uh, Bobby Portis back to the Bucks, man, yeah. on a very friendly team deal? Like uh, yeah. two years, $9 million. Doesn't It doesn't cost against the MLE. So they can still go out and get an Oladipo, maybe, or a uh, Patty Miller, or something like that. Um, yeah. I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's really good, and it's really good for Bobby. Like, 
whether or not he can capture the magic of this last season, that's the danger in doing these things. That dude's going to sell so much merch in the next six months leading up to the season alone. Yeah. Good for him to make. I mean, just like he's taking a big pay cut to stay with the Bucks, but he'll make it up. Plus, you know, we love him. You know, he's yeah. one of ours. Now, yeah, so. we'll, t- we'll talk about it more as we get into the little bit of Bucks news stuff that's coming up. But right. I, uh, I couldn't leave that one off. That was a big deal today. Yeah. So Aaron's yeah. really on board on this. I'm feeling happy about it. We're feeling good about a lot of things going on right now. So let's let's get right into everything here. And we get Packers news to start everything off when we get kicking off here in what we like to call the main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, Aaron, as I said, main event starts off with football. Foosball. It is the foosball times. Uh, no games yet, obviously. There's just some training camp, getting ready for everything going on here. Uh, the one thing I saw in, in looking up Packers things and trying to look through you know, whatever I could find on the, on the interwebs and whatever mm-hmm. video I could pull, there is a small note of one of these things that the Packers are holding their job fair uh, <laughs> Wednesday which for many of you will be tomorrow because we recorded it Monday. You probably download it Tuesday. But Wednesday is a job fair from 4 to 6 at Lambeau Field, Johnsonville uh, Brats entrance or Johnsonville Sausage entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of part-time jobs that have to be done to run everything at uh, Lambeau Field. And so, yeah, they are hiring. So if you're Lucky, in the area, John, I, I retire in uh, three years from now from the military. I will be <laughs> at that job fair three <laughs> years from tomorrow. Just to be some guy who sells hot dogs, yeah, that would be absolutely. awesome. Just work in the pro shop anyway; it'd be fine. You get if you get. If you I get want a, to be in the ball. I want to be working the steps if I'm if I'm going to have a part time job there. So I want you be, have you just be the guy just running around like yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your I got the voice for it. Yeah, and then the fourth quarter, you don't have to sell anything because you were selling beer and you can't anymore. Yeah. And when I have a heart attack walking up the steps, at least it'll be at Lambeau Field. Yes. All right. Yes. That's the saddest thing. And when it comes true, we're all going to feel bad that he brought it up here. So, <laughs> But you're going to be like, that's the way he wanted to go. This is this is what Aaron wanted. We're <laughs> so happy. This is what Aaron wanted. That's what Aaron wanted. All right. Well, so with training camp, the couple of things that are the biggest news, Preston Smith gave some comments here, which basically what he said is, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> he's fully acknowledging he hated everything about how last year went in terms of his stats. Mm-hmm. We'll see how he – I haven't seen that he's made any specific physical changes. Um, and they haven't been in pads yet, so it's hard to tell anything at that point from what he's doing. Uh, one of the other fun things to see is that uh, Stokes, the first-round pick, he's getting all the first-team reps. Uh, Kevin King is out with a non-football injury right now. So Stokes, I haven't seen any videos. He is fast as advertised. Yeah, but the the big thing they're saying is he is getting beat um, out there. With I mean, well, that's not good either. It is the number <laughs> I mean, one. You got to learn, I guess. But yeah. I, I it's the number one DVOA offense, basically returning everybody. And so, okay. yeah, I get it. Um, that's a great offense he's going against. But you don't want to see him just getting beat. You know, being fast is one thing. You gotta you gotta get in position. Is so, is he getting is he getting burned by uh, Devonte Adams? I don't. It's been a couple plays by a couple players. It sounds like because so, I was going to say if it's Devontae Adams, then it's par for the course for the rest of the league. So I yeah. mean, I mean, he made it's, Jalen Ramsey look dumb. It's so, not time to freak out about anything. It's, no, he's the, he's a rookie too. This is the right. first time he's playing against like 
yeah. yeah, Jair Alexander did not come out of college trade. There was not nearly as much expectation on Jair Alexander for whatever reason, even though they're drafted in very similar positions. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, I think he'll be fine if he's got Jair helping him out, and that's a good like strong backfield like personality. Yeah. You know, good good team back there, so he'll be okay. A couple of major pickups that. Uh did happen in the last bit. Apparently, the major part of the contract negotiation with Rodgers totally came to fruition, and that the Packers have traded for Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is right. back. That was that was that was still up in the air last week when we were because that was reported right last week when we did the podcast. I think they but were talking had... about it, but the trade didn't happen until just afterwards. It was during the week here. So yeah, and and I, and I was very skeptical about it because Trey Wingo had reported it, and at which point I go, <laughs> "Oh, whenever he reports something about the Packers, it doesn't happen." So yeah, so he no, I'm I'm happy to have Randall. Cause speaking of good quality, like people back on your team, yeah. like I mean, I I wish they wouldn't let him go in the first place. The problem is a lot of Packer fans don't remember back to what he wanted for money as a slot receiver, and that would have, I mean, I. Say what you will. I, I really think the salary cap's just a, a mystical thing that lives in the <laughs> lives in lives in the swamps and only rears its ugly head if you ever cross it, and then the league goes bad. You, but and uh, no, I mean he should never left in the first place. I love Randall Cobb. Uh, it's good to have him back. Uh, he's happy to be back. Um, and honest God, and then you hear all the the other uh, stuff on the side. Like his brother was uh, Amari Rogers coach oh in yeah, college yeah or yeah. something like that and like the two of them already know each other and that was yep. the whole reason why we drafted amari rogers was to be the next <laughs> randall cobb well who's better to teach him to be the next randall cobb than randall cobb like yeah and they're very similar yeah. athletically i'm i, I would yeah. you know at first you know once you get beyond the it was to make you know and gudenkunst was very very sure to say it the way he did like yeah we brought him back for aaron so when it doesn't work it's aaron's fault not gudenkunst's <laughs> fault but but, but no uh, but once you get past all that all the all the bs that is you know that whole argument like i'm happy to have him back like just have another comp and a competent slot receiver because none of them are slot receivers Devonte is not a slot receiver really. lazard is not a slot receiver mvs is not a slot receiver they tried to make him a slot receiver he's not he's an outside burner uh Funches is a big outside guy yes and now we have two of them yeah cobb and cobb and rogers cobb and rogers and it's an interesting thing because i think as a um just as as a player bringing him into this system because he's not played in this offensive system. No, I mean like that. That is one thing to say, and I think this is a very good system for a guy like him. He's a route runner, and this is a system where they're definitely going to scheme him open. They're going to find ways to use him, um, and and get him open in some space. And if he gets any, any time of any type of just anything down the field once he's caught the ball, that's just you know just just frosting. You know, it's like it's perfect. Right. And any jet yeah. sweep action is probably going to go to Amari Rogers, and Randall Cobb is also a left-handed thrower. So yeah, and he was let's a quarterback. Not about that, he was a quarterback Kente- too. Kentucky's quarterback until he was a junior, and then went to receiver his senior year. So, yep. So yeah, I mean, maybe that's... Get, uh, uh, also, who's the kid from uh, Who's the kid from Wisconsin? The Randall L. Randall L. He went to Indiana. Antoine Randall Sorry. L. He was a Indiana guy. Who yeah. ended up playing for Pittsburgh? Oh, didn't his younger brother end up playing for the Badgers? That could be. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. Antoine Randall yeah, yeah, yeah. ended up on Pittsburgh. Yeah, of course had the had the throw in the Super Bowl. Let's let's have some of that. Come on, let's do that. 
That would be interesting. Just anything in the Super Bowl would be kind of nice at this point. It would be, it'd be, a, it'd be a good little turn. <laughs> let's just, yeah, let's just do that. Let's just do that part where we get past the NFC Championship yeah. game. Uh, Packers give up a sixth to get Cobb back. Now, also, Houston agrees to continue paying $3 million of his $8 million salary, which is also kind of nice of them. We it's still that a fleecing. It's also still $5 million for an aging slot receiver, but... There's certain things you're 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 trying you're trying to just make one last run at this thing, I guess, in certain terms here. I mean, and and what I I think here is just like I mean, we've got we've got Cobb, you know, number eighteen back. We've got you know number twelve is coming back here for us. Everything's kicking off. We're very early to this. It's it's kind of, you know the the overture to what we hope is a good season. Kind of an eighteen twelve overture, I would say. An overture uh, to what hopefully is not a requiem. <laughs> yes. It is instead of a instead a celebration like the Bucks just had. Yeah, so lots of classical music jokes there. Uh, just you know, for those of you who enjoy that. Hey, is Amari <laughs> Cooper is Amari Cooper is Amari Rogers really number eight? I believe so. If I'm that's gonna be trip, that's gonna be tripping me out watching receivers <laughs> or anyone besides quarterbacks and kickers having single digit numbers. Yep, it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot more of that coming up. There's several guys gonna keep different numbers because they changed the numbering system this year. So this should be I, interesting. I, um, I think they should just go whole hog and just let it be like college. It's more like, well, I understand, I understand like the whole numbering system, like how it used to be, you know, and you know, centers were 50 guards were 60 tackles were 70 receivers were eighties. Nineties were reserved for defensive linemen, you know, and then it started moving in and out between whatever let's just get rid of the numbering system as is just go to the college style i it's it's much better i i think just any number to anybody stuff. let's just do it yeah maybe even letters roman numerals just go with it iv is out there catching the ball <laughs> <laughs> he hate me wants double zero in the backfield <laughs> triple zero yes. triple x <laughs> just anything okay. yeah. you know like the movie that's what i'm referring to not the movies but the movie oh, with Vin Diesel. The movie singular. Okay. Yeah, got with it. Vin Diesel. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to we're keeping this family friendly, everybody. Family, family friendly family. sort of show. Family. Uh, the other big kind of Number yeah, eight, the Ocho. Not not like it hasn't been like a gigantic signing in terms of people talking about it, but it's a very good signing. Dennis Kelly, the offensive tackle, uh played the last couple years in Tennessee, mm-hmm. including a year where he was running in Matt LaFleur's offense. Mm-hmm. Um he played all 16 games last year for Tennessee and in over a thousand snaps did not allow a single sack. Mm-hmm. Now they ran 75 to 110% of the time, but still, you know, well, I mean, Tannehill actually well, throws. I mean, they do throw Tannehill does very well back there. Mm-hmm. Did a very good job of protecting him. He mostly did a right tackle, but we're trying to make sure we have several starting level tackles on this team mm-hmm. at this point. Big, big, big picture stuff too. Like that's what Lafleur would like to do is run seventy five percent at a time in Green Bay. You know, that's uh, let's 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 not be let's not be dumb here. Like that's that's what he wants to do. And uh, so we should uh, not be dumb. Yeah, I know. No. But Kelly too. Kelly too. Not only that, he's he's got some he's got some really good stats and some. I mean, and that's the other thing that was brought. I saw that on a tweet today. I can't even uh, give accountability to who I saw it at, but it was. Um, the Packers basically have four guys that can start at tackle. I think that was Andy Herman. I it might be have wrong. been Herman. It was either I, Herman I, I or Bukowski, I think. Other teams barely have one tackle. Yeah. Talk to the Vikings on a good year. 
and they're not even sure who's going to play left tackle. We've got, you know, back to is still coming back, so basically three and a half tackles. Not only that, but Kelly looks like Bakhtiari's bigger, older brother. And there was actually uh, a a photo earlier this week where he was wearing uh, Bakhtiari's uh, 69 jersey. And they look exactly the same, except for Kelly's about three inches taller. And he (laughs) makes Bakhtiari look small. Not small, but smaller. And I have stood next to back in the same vicinity as David Bakhtiari. And David Bakhtiari is a huge human being. Like, he is a big dude. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, like, just some more, like, just lean big beef. Like, he knows how to play. And you know what? If he can only um, – who was our who's our right tackle that we had a couple of years ago? He could only run block. Um, oh, Bulaga? Bulaga, Bulaga? Bulaga was pretty good at, at the past. Not, not, not Bulaga. Um, who was Bulaga's backup? I can't remember his name. He was either undrafted or a late-round draft pick. Like, uh, the knock on him was he could only, he could only run block – and he was a backup right tackle. I had ah, Veld here or there, but he kind of came in to, to save us at certain points. I'm trying to think of who you're talking about right now. Well, who did you, you say? Veld here? Not yeah. Veld here. No, I, um, I'm talking like maybe five years ago. Oh, okay. Well, not, not just the last go. couple of years. Like I'll five go years back ago. on that one. To look yeah, he was, he was a backup on Belaga, but like, But I mean, if, if that's the only knock is he can only run block, well then, great. That, at least he can do something. Yeah. So... I mean, the more the merrier. The more offensive linemen, sure. Like, let's load them up. Let's let's have fun. You know, yeah. let's. Here's the other. I mean, I guess good stat about him. Uh, he had two receiving touchdowns in 2019. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Did you see? I posted yeah. that on Twitter. Uh, I missed. It today. He, he, he holds an NFL record. <laughs> in last year's postseason, he caught a touchdown. Making him the largest human being ever to catch a touchdown in NFL postseason <laughs> history. He's a big dude, three hundred twenty-one pounds, six foot nine, three hundred twenty-one pounds. Yeah, he's huge. Staying in the tackle area, I saw an interesting thing. I kind of want to bounce off of you. The general consensus is the idea is uh, Bakhtiari will be starting the season on the pop list, the physically unable mm-hmm. to perform list. What that means is until week seven, he's not allowed to be activated because he's unable to you know, perform. He can't play. So by saying that at the beginning, you get to lock him onto your team, but you have to keep him out till week seven. The other thing people were saying is like, well, what if at the final cuts they they keep him and then place him on injured reserve? And then they could sign somebody else to come in and fill that spot. That's a massive risk because what mm-hmm. you're doing is cutting a different player that you're hoping might still be there for you later. But of course practice squads happen in the meantime before you can re-sign anybody the difference is a couple weeks and if he's progressing as well as they're kind of talking like that would be an interesting idea but i don't know that i would do that with the risk here especially given the depth they've been building at that tackle spot i think especially given the fact that they've been building depth at tackle i don't think that that's something they're considering but it's uh what do you think of the idea, at least, though, in terms of the it's, – it's definitely a gamble, right? I mean, I guess I can kind of – I'm sorry. I was kind of scrolling in the background at the same time there. That's fine. And, and, and reminding and remembering that how everyone was telling us that we were going to miss Blake Martinez last season. Hmm. 
who, Interesting. Who, who really thought that? Who watches football? Well, I mean, I mean, anyone. So, who else did we have here? Jeez. So, Rip, Ripkowski, we had him. Lindsley Pick, Pipkins, oh. we had him too. Lindsey Pipkins, he was all right. Yeah, I got to go back backup, more yeah. than 2017. Um, <laughs> all right, shoot. So, anyways, um, I, I mean, I guess I, I see the gamble. Like, so is there any upside to like doing that in case like another tackle gets hurt? You mean like ha- during oh. the early? During the early part of the season, it's like, are you playing the odds that like a lineman's going to get hurt and go on the IR? My my concern is you do that. What you're doing is cutting one of those tackles, and then you just don't have them if anything else happens, right? Like, isn't that right. the bigger concern? I, I I don't know. I I guess my feeling is they still just put them on the pup. I just liked mm-hmm. it as an interesting sort of just. Well, how how are you, man, what, What's the last week you can pull somebody off the pup? I think it's week seven You is the seven. first time you can pull them off. Well, as soon as you set that the final cuts, who's on the pup list is on the pup list. So, yeah, and he's not going to be pulled off of there. They're not going to activate him and keep him active. They're going to do one of these two things, right? You know, like he's going to be injured reserve or he's going to be on the, the pup list. So, yeah, I don't know. I find the whole thing interesting. Sorry, that was a really was... bad answer because I was looking at something <laughs> in the background because this guy's name is killing me right now who I was yeah. bringing up. You were talking earlier about how the, you know like the you know like the Packers have good sets of of tackles here. They've had some good offensive lines, and the Vikings have been searching and searching, and they have so many problems there. Right now, the Vikings' biggest problem is they had to sign a quarterback today because <laughs> they had no quarterbacks who could practice because they're all in COVID protocol. Don't even get me because started down that road. It's so fun. I mean, just because. Kirk Cousins, who said, if I die, I die, has COVID, and we wish him a speedy recovery, and I hope he does well. Um, I, hope, I hope he doesn't die. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want people to die. We're definitely no, against people dying. That's It's never even a funny joke. I hope he does well. It's just dumb of him to have said that in the first place. And um, the, the part that rolls back to the Packers, other than that being a division rival, is the Packers now announced today that uh, they have 11 players who are not vaccinated. So they are about 87 plus percent uh, vaccinated. And where, and where this kind of comes in is that it is a tactical thing and it does matter in terms of Packers and, and games because like the NFL said, if somehow the Packers don't have enough players, if the, the COVID gets into the locker room and the Packers can't play on a given week, they're not going to do that shuffling like they did last week. They're not going to move them around and try to take away people's bye weeks. They're like, you forfeit. Not only do you forfeit and lose, and the other team gets a win, but neither team gets their paycheck because there's no game played. Right. Like, hey, hey John, can I can I caveat <laughs> for one second? We'll Absolutely. get back to this. Absolutely. Don Barclay. Oh, Don Barclay. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He could okay. only run block. Sorry, God. Damn Man, it, how could I have forgotten God, that was, him? Uh, Don. Okay. I mean, yeah, so memorable. Anyways, but yeah. yes. So yes, no, the, no, that uh, the COVID bit. Yeah, it's interesting about the the other team losing their paycheck that kind of um i don't think it's Aaron, fair you and i get this is the army right right, right. <laughs> like one guy is caught with the fatty cake that he stole from the defect the dining facility and yeah. uh everybody gets punished generally right. though, if this was the army they'd say like you still get your paychecks none of your teammates do that's what it's, the army would do because I, we're I mean, cold it's, it's, blooded i mean i guess it makes sense especially for the nfl um uh <laughs> Think where of, you know they they use their use their players as uh, anyways. Well, you uh, are costing not but, just, uh, the NFL is doing it because you are not just costing you know a game. That's a lot of money that they're giving up. 
They're yeah, you're, past, you're losing TV money. You're losing everything too. But it really pits the players against players. Where you know because Kirk Cousins can't play because he got COVID, and now the whole QB room has COVID, and oh, we're not going to play this game now. Now you've got the other team calling and going, "What the mm, 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 man? Were you thinking? Yeah. I'm out a hundred and ten thousand dollars this week because of your." You know, like that's, you <laughs> know, fill in the, fill in the blanks. Those of you who know what I'm talking about, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's a really good way of doing it because I mean, initially you'd think like when I first heard that, I was like, that's, that's really unfair to the team that did nothing wrong. However, comma, now that team that did something wrong is now super hated by another team and a, a, a whole bunch oh. of other players. Like it really puts like, like their peers are like, why'd you do that to me, man? Well, and- you did nothing wrong. You did all your like, cause you can't get your stuff together. Now I lose all money because you can't get like you and your team can't get your stuff together. Yeah. What, well, yeah, like last what's year, you? what's wrong with you, bro? A lot of teams got very mad last year at the Tennessee yeah. Titans. Cause the Tennessee Titans could not pull themselves together several times, continued to like, while already in trouble, continue to go out and party while they're missing games like they had guys breaking covid protocol while they were being suspended for covid violations so yeah um people were really mad but you know once they start losing game checks they're gonna be even more mad like think they're they're not going to react because the nfl tells them to that's just Mm -hmm. not going to happen they're gonna react because they're gonna lose money and other players are gonna tell them to Mm -hmm. i mean like it's one thing to be told by linebackers coach that you're going to get in trouble you know when patrick mahomes gets on twitter and says like i can't believe i'm losing money because of you know so and so and whatnot and you're like now i'm in trouble because everybody likes the players and when the players are telling you to do it everybody likes the players you're in more trouble when the players are telling you right and that came out um oh shoot i forget either zabe said it on 93 7 the game or grant bill said it on Wisco Sports Show, or it was just Fox yeah. Sports, or because I don't listen to ESPN voluntarily anymore, Fox, Fox or ESPN Radio voluntarily anymore. <laughs> but the uh, we brought it up last week. The best teams in football have the highest uh, vaccination rates, with Kansas City being a number one, like because they're all in lockstep. They're a good team. They're they you know from top to bottom they have the right idea, you know, like, and in the long run, Andy Reid doesn't want to lose players for games because that's, and they even understand that like they're putting maybe some of their beliefs aside for their own team's betterment, because they understand that if I get it, I'm going to be out for two weeks and I'm going to take down the players around me. It's for the betterment of the team, betterment, like without getting into politics, we say betterment of society anyways. But in the meantime, up in yeah. Jokester, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, they can't even get their own quarterback on board with getting mm-hmm. the vaccine because he's putting his own beliefs before the betterment of his own team or even considering it to the point that Mike Zimmer is calling him out in public. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, and, and not only that, and last week, we did we talk about that last week during the show about uh, Riverboat Ron out in Washington, D.C.? We didn't, but that's such a good point. That uh, I mean, like yeah. they've got a recovering, you know, cancer survivor as a coach who's, you know, immunocompromised and everything, 
and had several COVID issues already. And you're like, how? How did you not care about him? You know, like that's your head coach. I mean, I blame it. It's a Dan Snyder run organization, so of course it's. Yeah. That that killed me. That that was one of the teams that oh Aaron Rodgers would love going to the Washington. That's the worst oh, run organization no, in, in all of the NFL. And yeah, it doesn't surprise me. And then the stuff that TJ Ward said about don't don't blame your future health on what your player. Did you see that stuff with TJ Ward last week? Like this is the, that's the I I think I saw something yeah. at least from several people like that. We're like these are guys who are like I can't believe I have to do concussion protocol. Uh, I don't want to have to do that. I just want to play and I'll sacrifice my body and deal with it later. And then they're like, I don't want to get a shot. And you're like, okay, well, the shot was tested and we know that the brain damage will kill you. Um, mm-hmm. And also the disease will kill you. And so far the shot doesn't. So, I mean, come on, man. Just yeah. that part I don't get. It's like these are guys who will throw steroids at their body and give themselves concussions on purpose for money. Yeah. And, and so I guess maybe the only way you say like, hey, you should get this shot that will help you and your teammates is to tell them it's also about money. Yes. So maybe they'll get I'd, there. We'll I'd, see. I'd say some other things, be, but we've already established as a family show three times already. Yeah. There's other, there's other things that they do too that probably would pick up things that maybe give them, you know, would right. yeah, hurt, yes, hurt them right. in the long run. <laughs> Anyhow, so. <laughs> it is, it yeah, is. no, I mean, it's just, it, it's like, honest to God, like if you can't get on board with Riverboat Ron, yeah, who's personally trying to save Washington's, football team yeah, almost along alone. with being with along being a, a, a cancer survivor during covid like you can't do that they have one of the lowest vaccination rates in the nfl so do the vikings yeah. you can tell who the teams are you said the packers have 11 that's not bad like that yeah. makes them over 85 percent yeah 87 plus it's just 87 percent. so so they're right up there with kansas city and you know it's whatever beyond that and you know that aaron's vaccinated you know that yeah. Bakhtiari is vaccinated you know that adrian amos is vaccinated you know like you know that the key players are yeah. and and this is you know 11 players on the the 89 who are currently on the roster so yeah. only 53 of them are going someplace <laughs> so. and i'm guessing if one of the one of those because they can't disclose who those 11 are i'm guessing if any more fr- if any of those 11 are fringe players they're already gone like already ready gone or being told hey dude you better go get that done now or you're going to be gone yeah. and then you're going to have to go play for Houston so anyhow at this and point, then Randall Cobb will go don't go to Houston it's like prison man <laughs> I'm like on the prison. other side now don't ever make me go back to Houston ever again well now the Vikings have Got that press conference to completely sign the Vikings had to sign a fourth quarterback to their roster because none of their quarterbacks can practice Oh, They're running they practices the for doing that with Case Cookus. Two What's that? Case or I think it's Case Cookus is is sure. the guy that they're they're running out there to run with the ones for the foreseeable future. I mean, he won't be there opening day. He probably be fired in two weeks. But right now, in an important time in their training camp, they're running with none of the quarterbacks who will actually be on their roster day one. I mean, maybe this guy balls out and gets to be the third quarterback or whatever and but he's not vikings, passing kellen moore and all those guys vikings or vikings fans who all posts who all offseason to include uh mike florio and paul allen teed up on the packers because they couldn't get a decision out of aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers shows up day one and is fully engaged on day one and probably and fully vaccinated 
and fully ready to go and has got the team moving forward. In the meantime, the Vikings can't even get the star of their team on the field because he has to sit at home in Brookfield, Minnesota, with <laughs> COVID staring at the trees. Bur- Brookfield or Burnsville? He lives in one of those two towns. Anyways. Anyway, so there we are. I mean, like, that that's it. Like, the leader of your franchise, who is not a coach or an owner, is sitting at home right now with COVID. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't want to... Uh, doesn't want to, you know. Yeah, beliefs, beliefs, man, beliefs. Yeah. Things are weird. All right, we let's let's fought in let's, Afghanistan let's... for twenty years because of beliefs. Anyways, Woo. just we're through this, man. My goodness, great googly moogly. All right, what we're gonna do is we're gonna start talking about bucks. We're gonna get back to what Aaron said at the beginning. Bobby Portis, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. 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 He's coming Bobby. back. He's coming back on a two-year, nine million dollar deal. He took the, the t- he he had a player option. He opted out, mm-hmm. basically because the Bucks were going to pay him more, and they did. Mm-hmm. They did in like two days. I mean, like mm-hmm. right away, the Bucks went right back out and signed him for a better deal. He was a key part of the run, even if Coach Bood sat him for unknown reasons, kind of you know, in in like the Eastern Conference Finals and mm-hmm. stuff. But he was uh, he was a huge part of this thing, and it was it was it's good to see him coming back. The one big thing here is that um, PJ Tucker is now with the Heat. Bye. So that's unfortunate. But eh, just just whatever. scrolling through the the signings that have been going on and kind of what goes on around the rest of the league. Um, Duncan Robinson, we talked about. Heat retain him. He gets ninety million dollars. They get Tucker. They also extended uh, Jimmy Butler. So they they think they're not max contract on Jimmy Butler. Max yeah, contract, like one eighty four. I think it said. So yeah. I thought that uh-huh. dude was like on his way out, and now they just maxed him out. It's in- it's insane. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Trevor Ariza, uh, Dwight Howard, both going to the Lakers. The Bulls made some moves too. They got Alex Caruso, and then they also picked up. Give me a second here. They they got, got Ball. Yeah, got Lonzo Ball. ball. So they yeah, picked up Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. ball. Yeah. And some yeah. of these are the names of people we were talking about last week in terms of players who would be almost interesting to to see. Uh, Lakers signed Kent Bazemore. Um, they, they signed all ex-Lakers. Outside yeah. of Russell Westbrook the other day, they signed yeah. all ex-Lakers. Yeah, so the Lakers definitely looking to make another, like an actual real push this next year because they had like to do a the dollar, dollar store push. Just yeah, because they had to just... play in this last year and then lost to the Suns in the first round, the first actual yeah. round. Not that minus minus Russell Ru- Russell Westbrook, who's the only new blood there. Otherwise, they're just bringing back people they already let go. So uh, the Knicks out in the East, they had an interesting turn this year because they and they re, re- uh, signed uh, Derek Rose, and they're also signing Evan Fournier, who is one of the guys I thought would be an awesome pickup for the Bucks. Um, those are actually both fairly good moves. Um, so good for the Knicks. Well, yeah, because Thibodeau's coach out there, Derek Rose, loves Thibodeau even though he broke his knees. Yeah, Thibodeau is a terrible playoff coach. Like, yeah, it, it, he has a regular Stockholm season dude right there. Like, Derek Rose doesn't have knees because Thibodeau played him into the ground. Yet he continues to play for Thibodeau. He followed him to Minnesota, and now he's following him out to New York. So, yeah. So I mean, like that's. Thibodeau basically just plays all of his starters until they break, but they mm-hmm. win during the regular season. And then they go in the playoffs, and they're all so tired and broke down that they, they can't win. And that's why you know mm-hmm. they look good, and he got coach of the year again, and everyone's all excited. They're like, you guys can't ever beat the Buck or beat the, the Knicks. And then we're like, 
You aren't getting out of the first round, dude. Like nobody's mm-hmm. worried about you guys, and then they were gone. Yeah. Um, Although okay. Thib- Thibodeau does have the best uh, basso profundo I've ever heard in my life. So oh, nice. Another um, musical. Oh, I just did another musical. I know we were killing it with the classicals. Basso uh, profundo would be a very large, very, bass very low voice. bass, like oh, very deep, yeah. very pronounced bass profundo. I can't <laughs> even get down there. I'm a baritone. No, so. yeah. Um, yeah, it will baritone a little bit of bass too, but not down to basso profundo. Um, it's all, it's all about the bass. Yeah. All about that bass. No tenor. Uh, but the other thing too is, uh, no treble, pardon me, but no tenor. No, but it is more funny the way you said it. (laughs) It's all about the bass, no tenor. If I was in college still in choir, I would have been rocking that out. (laughs) Um, the, the, the heat also added Kyle Lowry. Yeah, they did. They kind of kept 30, some guys. 30, 36, 37 year old Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he was. He would have been an interesting look at some of the things that the Bucks could have, could have kind of grabbed there uh, to try to add something. You're know, like, because the Bucks are hot and they've got a couple spots where they could add a guy to come mm-hmm. play along their, you know, three all stars who mm-hmm. definitely just won a championship and are all fairly young for the most yeah. part. You're like, yeah, you want to come win it. This this is a team that's got the ability to kind of roll for a bit. So yeah, we'll see, but the imagine, heat the imagine, heat got imagine, sold in the first round by this team, and they have said, "Well, no, 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 we're closer than we thought." Because I mean, like two years ago, we were in the finals, so they're right back at it. Uh, and we'll yeah, say they're going to be they're going to be fourth in the East again. So uh, imagine this friend of the show, uh, Pete Owen, stopped by the cubicle today to talk uh, Bucks, <laughs> and uh, uh, we were talking about this, and he reminded me how old Kyle or uh, how old, uh, Kyle Lurie was because I thought that dude was like twenty eight maybe 29 he's like no he's 36 37 it's like oh yeah that's right you didn't hear about him until the Kawhi leonard raptors run otherwise he played for houston before that and i was like oh yeah that's right he did play for houston uh, anyways it's like i forgot I, it's like i forgot drew holiday played for philadelphia before he played for the pelicans that's yeah anyways oh, yeah. Um, in terms of other teams that the bucks rolled through i'll just throw this out before you you add on to this uh blake griffin going back to the nets he's 103 um yeah, trey, i would have minded him though yeah trey young gets an extension i mean he deserved it that guy was crazy through the playoffs mm-hmm. and of course chris paul gets another uh, four-year deal to stay with the suns so did you see how much it was for it's 120, 120 million until he's 40 years old which will make him the highest played all-time player of all time. He's going to be at this point probably. Would you say he's like the second or third biggest son, maybe of all time? I mean, there's Barkley who won an MVP for them and got him to a finals as well. They've only been to the two finals, if I recall right. Yeah, Steve Nash is probably number one oh, son of all time. He's got to be in there. Um, shoot. I mean, I, I mean, see. Steve Nash won a couple MVPs running Dan and Tony or uh, Dan Tony's offense, which yeah. Dan Tony's the most overrated coach of all time. But that's not a knock on Steve Steve Nash. I mean, there was times when Steve Nash was running that offense, you were wondering if they could run up two hundred points in a game. So um, uh, it's either him, Barkley, Dan Marley, Dan Marley. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um. I mean, but he's yeah. just the he's he's just the John Paxton of the uh, Phoenix Suns at that time. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he's got to be in that group. He got them to a final, and he was definitely... Oh, no, he's 100% responsible for them getting to the final. Because you remember last year during the offseason, there was a... a, 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 a What's-his-name? Michigan State guy who plays for the Golden State Warriors. Dray, um, Draymond. Draymond, uh, Draymond Green was saying during the postseason, the Suns... Uh, Booker's got to get off the Suns. This is a trash organization, trash team... <laughs> Do you remember that? It was like, get them off that team. That. Because even though they, they were winning games going into the bubble, they didn't make the playoffs because they, they got hot late. And then they bring in Chris Paul, and now they're in the finals. Chris Paul is the whole reason why the yeah. Suns were in the finals. And we yeah, said that great. during the finals. like It was like, yeah. this is difficult to watch Chris Paul lose because we all kind of want to see him. And I hope he loses the next four years to the Bucks in the finals. <laughs> That's <laughs> hurtful, but yeah, no, those are. That's I bet I need moves, because though. I want my Bucks to win the next fight. I want them to win them all. Yeah, I, he can beat other teams though too. We could, he could yes. just go out earlier and then save mm-hmm. us all the trouble and feeling bad for him. But yeah, right. So those are the interesting moves that have been going on. A lot of the free agents falling off the board a little faster than I'd like to see. But um, yeah, Bulls get a little better. Heat get a little better. Kind of. Uh, Knicks get a little better. Uh, we'll see how that goes. The uh, the the Sixers just get older at this point. Uh, yeah, they just falling apart. Only, only because uh, what's his name's face just looks older every year too. So, <laughs> Embiid. Embiid, yeah, he came into he's he's like Greg Oden. He came into the league looking like he was eighty five years old. So <laughs> this is true. But uh, um, no, yeah. so there's uh, I don't know if it happened during. I mean, I was looking at it right up until we started the podcast. So there's a couple more options out there. Um, so PJ Tucker leaving, um, it sucks, but I'm over it. PJ is speaking of 103 years old. Well, we'll yeah, get PJ, Vincenzo back too. Yeah, yeah, and, and PJ is not getting any younger. Like he did it, it, it. He's he's a great example of the perfect rental player. Like he was really good at defense and was not good at offense at all. And he fit. He was perfect man moment minute place and time and you talk about bobby not showing up for or not even being in games for a while there was entire times pj tucker wasn't there yeah like, he i mean he's because, got the thing because he, of his, too, he does yeah because of his role on the team so and for what miami paid him they can have him for that like that's good for him for getting that money you get that and you move along so um the other one was patty miller uh the the Point guard from the uh, San or former point guard for the San Antonio Spurs. Well, he's not former yet, but he's a free agent, <laughs> um, sharp shooting three guy. And then uh, Oladipo is still out there, yeah, hanging out. I like the I Oladipo mean, idea. And, and so, um, and I, I, you know, I'm just going to give Pito on all the credit. He just gave me a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> stuff today to like to think about. And so, like. Uh, uh, and like he said, it's it's just the Bucks at this point are just are they're waiting on players that need to prove themselves or uh, get vet minimums. So like, I, I, which where does Olin Depot fall into that one? Because the Bucks have about five point seven million before they hit the cap. So it's not a hard cap. Know. It's just you have to pay salary or the luxury tax and all that. The luxury tax, but you know, yeah, still. I mean, I want to get mean, to the might have made, might have made enough money off that over the hundred thousand people. But think about this: like he also sent me this one too. Bobby Portis made uh, nine million on a two-year deal, and in the meantime, Daniel Thice uh, uh, from the Bulls, formerly the Bulls 
uh, signed a four-year, $36 million deal with Rockets. Have you ever heard of Daniel Theis? I had never. T-H-I-E-I-S is his last name. It's not Theis? I thought it was Theis. Sure. No, yeah. That's that's what that, that, that person signed that for that much money <laughs> with the Rockets, and you've never heard of him. And we got Bobby Buckets back for at least one more year because that two-year deal is a second-year player option. Basically, it's a one-year deal. But you yeah. know what? Um, I hope I hope to God it works out well. And you know, I, I you know I, I was looking into Patty Miller a little bit too. I didn't get to talk to Pete as much as I wanted to. Um, everyone loves Oladipo. Like we were talking like two years ago about trying to get Oladipo on the team. Yes, like. Yeah. And he would be a starter. He would he would start over DiVincenzo. This is true. And and I asked Pete too about uh, Patty Miller because I'm not quite as familiar with Patty Miller as everybody would like me to be. Um, but because uh, he, he's a point guard per se, and I'm like, because we got Drew, mm-hmm. and it's like so. And he's like, yeah, he can make plays too. So I, I mean, I'll, I'll I I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I mean, DiVincenzo's a nice guard. He really is. Should he be a starting guard in the NBA? Maybe when you're four deep at every other position, and you're the odd position that still needs another starter. But I mean, Oladipo would be a starter on the team. Like, yes, he would be great. And uh, I, I, I hope it. I hope that can work out. I'm sure he's probably on another team by now. Actually. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So then then I'm I'm done. Say, in terms of. The Bucks and making additions. Uh, the Bucks did have two players in the NBA draft that they picked up. Um, Who cares? The fifty fourth and sixtieth <laughs> picks in the draft, um, and they just proved to everybody that the Bucks pick on last name in pronounceability alone. Yes. <laughs> so they drafted a pick fifty four, Sandro Mamukelashvili, <laughs> who is a Georgian American player. He's six eleven. Uh, and the other guy they picked is a six eight uh, forward okay, whose name OKV. is Can we call him OKV? OKV, I don't know. Sure. The other guy is Georgios Kalitsakis. Um, I believe he is Greek. That name definitely sounds. I'm trying to think. He's played a uh, young prospect in Georgia. Or no, pardon me. He's played in Europe. Uh, he's six eight. Yeah, it looks like he was born. Yeah, he is a Greek professional basketball player coming to the Bucks. We just we're drafting Greeks and Georgians, and that's uh, that's where we're heading is just, just Greeks and Georgians, and not not like Athens, Georgia, you know, or like Savannah, <laughs> Georgia. We're like Tbilisi, son, Tbilisi, Georgia, Georgia, Tbilisi. the is, is country. Would that be crazy? Is that much how, obliged? Like, like, yeah, I can't even do it. Tbilisi, Georgia. If you've comrade, seen, what's going on over there? Comrade, but it's the future. I can't even do it. There's a great community Russia. episode where the they're doing a mock UN and they're like, everybody read up with their countries. And uh, Troy, who is Donald Glover's, is like, mm-hmm. yes, I did. Uh, do you mind if we do accent sugar? Like, Troy, you're Georgia the country. It's like, yes, indeed. Uh, it's like <laughs> capital city Tbilisi, former Soviet Republic. And we kindly asked, did you mind your P's and Q's? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that show is one brilliant. Time, one, one time we were in Nuremberg, Germany. Okay. And uh, and this this is like, like, we'll lightly tread into stereotypes. We went up to a sushi shop, but it was the accent, but in German. 
and we couldn't do it. Like it was, it was just like how like, but it happens everywhere. Like how <laughs> the accents that we hear in the United States in English, but in other languages, and it's just it blows your mind when you hear. It. It's like how. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I suppose you could have an accent in another language. We just assume. Yeah. In the meantime, they're like, oh, "Never mind." <laughs> All right. Whatever, well, whatever, fat American. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. As fun as this gets with these names here, so we're gonna move into the the Brewers, and I guess we'll just keep it <coughs> the transition at this point is essentially the trade deadline. Bucks added players. Brewers add players. Uh, Brewers added Eduardo Escobar, which is fantastic like yeah what an incredible good. get and and my new favorite one though is they added john axford like today yeah for the for john just, axford just for the i'm so just happy about that oh my goodness does that make me pleased to have john axford back um i mean i don't think he was playing just recently they still had his rights in toronto they traded for him they just gave well, him he was cash playing, he's playing triple a he actually had a pretty good era in triple a like he okay. was actually he is pitching AAA, so. right now as we record. He is pitching right now mm-hmm. um, because you know Hater went onto the COVID list. Uh, so yep. we're playing without Hater, they're playing without um, without Yelich and uh, who's Peterson, Jace Peterson, also on yep. the the COVID list. So yeah, yeah, and a couple other bullpen people too besides Hater. So. Um, no, Axford was more than just a symbolic. Uh, I, I mean, it was nice. Like they got him for a buck from yeah. Toronto. You saw that, right? They paid a dollar. Oh my gosh. Right? I, I wanted that to be a joke, but it was like meet under the gas, you know, eat by the gas station. I'll give you a dollar for John Axford. Like, right. like his card. Like, no, the human being. But uh, <laughs> right. with, without getting into it, cause I read it earlier, but he had like a point. 08 ERA and 10 appearances in AAA for Buffalo. Like he was actually like had had like some good stats in a very limited, very limited. Um, he's, a, he's out there throwing 95 heat right now. No, that's what they yeah. said too. Like he's he's still got a spry fastball. Like it's not Axford tossing 102 <laughs> like he no. did back in uh, a couple of, back in what was 2012 when he threw 46. Was 46 saves, right? 46, 47 saves? Yeah, it would have been right around the time because um, he actually right. responded to one of my tweets back when I was in mm-hmm. law school. So it would have been around 11 or 12. Somewhere right. In I, that forgot, I forgot that Axford's not just a cute name, but he is Canadian, so it makes sense. So Because in Canada, they all carry Axis if you don't live in Toronto because they're yeah. all lumberjacks. Everybody, so, um, every one of them. Or they make but, maple uh, syrup. It's one of those two yeah. things. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, he was uh, like... I'm, Everyone, I, I've 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 strayed away from it because people told me to stop talking about my allegiance to Minnesota teams that don't mean anything except for ripping on the Vikings. Jeez. But uh, my 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 slight allegiance to old uh, Twins days. Uh, Eduardo Escobar was good with the Twins too. Like he he's a good player. He really is. And uh, I had uh, I was lucky enough to catch the uh, uh, Brewers pregame the other night. Jeff Levering was interviewing him before the game. And uh, he's exciting. He's a very high energy guy, which works well with Adamus. And uh, I mean, and everyone's like, "Well, if he's here, what are we going to do with Urias? Who cares? Like, we've got like to have more people you than you to put them at. That's a good thing." And 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 yeah. Craig Council even came on and said, "Playoff teams have wait." Did you hear that interview? I didn't by the way, see that one. Where no. he came on, he's like, "Playoff teams," he said have that problem every day where you're like, oh, should I start him or him today? 
who's going to be better at the plate as opposed to and, bad teams, which are like, oh, my God, what are we going to do today? Like, you know, and you can be, play I matchups mean, got, and you can rest guys like you can yeah, rest guys got, for the playoffs. They want to play. You've got Escobar at third. You've got Adamas at shortstop. You got Wong at second. You got the second coming of Rowdy Telez. Yeah, what? What was <laughs> going? They How were the intentionally walking him today. Work? Like at, at best, we were like, okay, if he hits like two forty and like maybe smokes a couple home home runs and is clutch, <laughs> sits in the ninth spot as a first. Like this is like he's becoming Albert Pujols. Like he's... that's and that's not hyperbole. He is hitting like Albert Pujols right now. That's yeah. not hyperbole. He's, he he's really killing is the ball. Like, it. like Pittsburgh was intentionally walking him today. Yeah, like, like he didn't. They didn't want to face him. GD walked in a game today because they did not want to pitch to him. And then on top of it, you know, we got um, Vogelback coming back as well, who can be a clutch backup first baseman. Like, this is a good problem to have. Like, sorry, Wisconsin fans. Like, this is Fantastic, what happens yeah. when they get back. The Bucks, I mean, like, be happy. You've got a Bucks oh, yeah. team that we're, 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 every, there's some people who are like, Oh my God, we lost PJ Tucker. That's all right. Whatever. We'll we'll back yeah, him. Of the we've guys, got, we've, yeah. we've got other options. You know, like oh, what are we gonna do with Urias? Who cares? Like he can play be him. the utility first baseman or an, <laughs> anywhere infielder now. Maybe he can play outfield if in a club. You know, you know. It's like this is a good thing to have talent built up. Yeah, and Stearns yeah, is doing a great job of pulling in talent even though they're rentals down the long stretch you know will we get past the nl west probably not because now they have scherzer out in dodger land but they've definitely yeah the <sighs> the, the nl west went crazy and grabbed everybody the cubs oh now God. are starting i believe my oldest son at shortstop oh uh, josh really yeah i don't know i mean like they got no i, I think we're more as a third <laughs> baseman like they traded uh, Bryant, Baez, Kimbrel, and Rizzo, and he's like, got a heavy huh. right hand. I figured he'd be more of a pull hitter. He's a big lefty, Josh. Yeah. Got... Josh is a lefty, left-handed batter. He throws right, but yeah, big lefty. Oh, then he can play first base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just like what is. I wish we had more games left against the Cubs <laughs> at this point, but we don't. So, but either way, I we're mean, still playing feel, the Pirates. Like, I would never feel bad for Cubs fans, but God, I almost feel bad for Cubs fans at this almost. point. It's like they're lovable like, losers. You, you which figure, means we love figure, them when they lose. Figure out a, excuse me. Figure out of one of them, they would have kept one of them. Somebody Brian has very. He, he pulled a cob. Um, he he kind of called it the prison. He he <coughs> he cried on his way out and all that. He's like, thank God, I'm away from that team. You're like, you don't want to be the team that people are crying and joy that they're leaving. You want to be the team like. When he is crying about the joy that he is leaving and going to play, I forget where they traded him to. Like they traded everybody to uh, everywhere. He ended, he ended up at the Giants. The Bias Giants ended up at the Mets, and uh, Rizzo ended up at the, the, the Yankees. Yankees. My 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 only my only problem is that they're division rivals. Otherwise, we might have gotten Rizzo. At first yeah, Rizzo would, would have been great. They were never going to trade him to us. No, the one that always chance. gets me is like the I would Yankees. Take, I would have taken any except for Bias and his antics, but I mean, I would have taken. Oh yeah, not Bias. No, I <laughs> Bryant or Rizzo in a heartbeat. But that that was the one problem that I had with that. And now, they, like they're going to a full rebuild, Kansas City Royal style. This is the second most profitable baseball team in all of Major League Baseball. They make more money than the Dodgers do. Yeah, it's the Dodgers are. Uh, they, 
how can you you're going to full rebuild as the Cubs? Yeah, the there's, there's no reason is to, going yeah. on there. Like you should you should be perennially up there with the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Sox, stealing all the talent away from our teams and making us mad. I had other words I was just going to use there. Like how 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 bad of you are as a how poorly of a run organization are you? That you just threw away like the core of the team that just won a World Series for you four years ago, yeah, and you couldn't do anything with it. Like you should, like you have so much money, you can outsign people more than any other team than the Yankees. Yep. Well, here's the thing: is the Yankees traded like their their winners? Absolutely. This isn't, this isn't this isn't Brewers related necessarily, other than that the Yankees are bad for baseball. Um, but I mean, the Yankees traded like they're just in the thick of something. Um, the Yankees are not a division leader. The Yankees are third in their own division, which yeah. also means they are not the wild card team. Uh, oh, I mean, like they're not the first wild card. They're currently not the second wild card or the third wild card. If that's you still think they're the fourth team that would get in at, you know, at that spot in terms of wild card. Even they're behind Boston. They're behind Oakland. They are behind Seattle and they just traded away a bunch of future to get like Rizzo and some other guys for right now. It's just weird. Just weird. I, I like the Brewers picks They're What they did I, is they I, went I, out and targeted very specific positions. People who mm-hmm. fit the scheme, people who, people who fit the, the clubhouse culture and the feeling of this team. And yeah, right now, Aaron, I mean, I don't know if you, you you've been watching this, the Brewers are 20 games over 500. They're going to be 21 here 20, shortly. 21, once Axford 21. finishes, are we there game. yet? Not quite. There's, there's, one out, um, and Axford just loaded the bases, but still. Of course he did. Um, I mean, that, but he did back when he was good too. If you don't remember, if you don't forget, everybody. Yeah, but I mean, like the the Brewers, if saying if they win this game, they'll be twenty one over five hundred. At the pace they're at, that's ninety six wins. That's the club record. That's that's the twenty eighteen Brewers. All right, the one that. Almost beat the, the Dodgers. 20, 20 games over twenty games over five hundred would be. Yep, you're right. Sorry, I'm it's, saying it's on com- the pace. It, it, it's always, it's always complicated math because you're like, well, twenty games over five hundred is one hundred one. Yeah, it's, right? it's well, I don't know. It's, it's the pace that they're at basically. So right. they end up with ninety six wins if they continue being at, you know, whatever the win percentage here. It's just over ninety six, but I'm I'm rounding down to the 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 next. Whole number downward. <laughs> I don't know the name of any of these pirates players. Well, Polanco. Well, there's Ben Gamble's up now. Come on, you know him. <laughs> well, I know Ben Gamble. Yes, <laughs> but Who yeah, I mean John Nagalowski. Yeah, it's and, and they traded away the best hitter they had in the. I team. mean, you good for him for making the major leagues. Like Gregory Polanco, yeah, Nagalowski, Reynolds, Stallings, uh, Castro. How many in, how many innings are we at with uh, Axford? By the way, this is his first inning as a Brewer. He's at one third of an inning at the point that we're recording this. He is first first inning of as a Brewer tonight. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, this year, and I mean, like, this is the fun part is like the Brewers have looked <laughs> very good. They just got a, a a series win against Atlanta in Atlanta. Atlanta th- wearing throwback jerseys and everything, and that makes me incredibly happy. Because I've mm-hmm. inherited my father's hatred for the Braves, um, mm-hmm. you know they leave your they leave your father as a you know, <laughs> when he's young, right? And you when grow did they up, leave to they left him like fifty seven, didn't they? Or no, fifty nine, right? Something in there. It's, 
he was he was pretty young, so it's just like they left yeah. him. My dad is still mad at the Braves for what they did to him because they did it to him, um, among others, I guess. But still, um, then I grow up, and of course, it's one of those teams where like. Uh, growing up, you, you know this. Like the Braves were always on TBS, the Cubs were always in WGN. You got those channels; mm-hmm. everybody could see the Braves and the Cubs all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we grew up with the Braves weren't particularly good early on. They got through the '90s; they were fantastic, just one of the greatest pitching lineups ever. Um, but before that, they were Avery, like, it was like Avery Dale was Murphy, number three pitcher at one point. Yeah, at one point it was just like Dale Murphy and a bunch of guys who couldn't play, and you're like, all right, this is fine. But I've kind of hated them forever and i didn't like them winning in the 90s though everybody in our age group kind of liked them because they were like the the bills you know like man they used to win but or the you really cared they make the playoffs every year but they only won one championship yeah I guess. oh oh axford just walked in a run uh, it appears almost intentionally he didn't throw anywhere near the plate but i mean like mm. so the, the brewers continue to do well even against teams who are doing fairly well, I guess the you know the the Braves. Well, they're they're two below five hundred right now, but mm-hmm. yeah, you'll go down to Atlanta. That's not a bad team. They're they're well handled. They've got some good talent on that team, and they, you know, the Brewers found a, win, a way to win uh, two out of three on the road, um, and then they get to they're doing well against the teams they should beat. The teams that they, you know, you they're going to be competitive against they still go out there and have good t- uh, games against most of them um yeah just every now and then there's somebody like miami or kansas city where you're like i don't i don't understand why you lose to miami and kansas city nobody loses to them and you just can't beat them <laughs> but right. uh, they added a couple other arms for the bullpen that aren't explosive or massively interesting arms but oh, norris yeah. is a very interesting arm well Kind of. I mean, he hasn't been explosive in a couple of years. Um, no, not from a pitching standpoint. From a who he is standpoint. Oh. Did you read the stories about he lives in a Volkswagen van? That's amazing. I did not read that. That's you didn't. Oh, no, read into Norris a little bit. He is an interesting human being. At <laughs> at 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 least he is. Uh, yeah, he uh, at one point was uh, driving across the country in his. Uh, on his way up to Seattle where he was going to go pitch and he blew a cylinder in Colorado and missed his first day of reporting because he had to get his uh, Volkswagen bus uh, fixed so he could get out there and then drove 35 miles an hour all the way from Denver, Colorado to Seattle. So, <laughs> And at one point uh, when he was uh, pitching for the Marlins, he was sleeping behind the Walmart and had to keep avoiding cops who wanted to kick him out of the uh, parking lot. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Norris. <laughs> all right. All right, everybody. That's basically all we have for this week. Uh, next week, we'll have hopefully a few more insights about what's going on at Packers camp. We'll talk a little bit more. We probably won't have as much Bucks information to give you next week. I don't think there's going to be many big signings. We're three of the biggest part of free agency. And then we'll go back into Brewers and see where we are at that point. And maybe, maybe we'll be able to intersperse a little bit of badger talk here and there but thank you for joining us once again remember you can follow the show at scotty johnny pod you can follow me at not so humble host and you can follow aaron at cheddar talk and remember whether you are on the town or on the go it is always on wisconsin come on axford this has been the scotty johnny podcast remember to find the boys on twitter at scotty johnny one or online at scotty thanks for listening and on wisconsin